17 weeks, four quarters, 60 minutes, and it all leads up to one winning, winning drive. Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome back to the Winning Drive podcast. I am Rita Hubbard, a.k.a. the NFL Chick, co-host of Ravens Postgame Uncensored on 105.7 The Fan. And I'm Cordell Woodland, host of Shaking It Up Sports on 105.7 The Fan and the station's Ravens beat reporter. So we move to the next NFC South opponent, which is the New Orleans Saints, in which the Ravens travel to New Orleans for Monday night football prior to their bye week. And the Saints, to me, are an anomaly. I mean, they're they're an enigma to me. Their record doesn't really indicate how good they've been. Obviously, they've dealt with some injuries um, on both sides of the football. Um, They've finally decided to allow Andy Dalton to continue to be the starter, even though Jameis Winston has appeared to be healthy from his um, back situation. So, you know, this is a team that I think that we saw the potential of what they we thought that they'd be like a week ago, and now they come in and they and we play uh, they play against the Ravens um, in prime time. So let's start with the Ravens defense against the Saints offense. And Cordell, you and I were looking through um, their numbers. I mean, statistically, you know, they're they're a good team. Um, they. They're obvious, They're in the top 10 in rushing. Obviously, they're not as better than the Ravens, but they're also in the top 10 in passing. This is They're, they're not in the top 10 in terms of um, points scored, which is probably why, you know, they haven't won as many games as we'd like to think that they've won. But, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm wrong. They no, are in the top 10 no, of points eight. scored. They're eight. eight. I'm sorry. So they're 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 just above. They're just a couple of spots above the Ravens' offense. So it's funny because like when you start looking at what this team is, it's like I don't even understand how we've gotten to this point of them not you know being the leader of the NFC South, which I predicted by the way in our preview that they would be the winners of the NFC South, and they have all of the 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 items put that they can put together to do that because the NFC South is so bad right now. But when you look at this offense and see how basically fluid they are across the board and, and consistent they are across the board, how does that fare well against a Ravens defense? Oh, who, by the way, will probably be playing Roquan Smith. Oh, who, by the way, will probably be playing Tyus Bowser as well um, coming into this Monday night game. Yeah, I think it'll be a legit test for the Ravens. Um, This is a Saints team, like you mentioned, you know, they're top 10 in pretty much every offensive category this year. And uh, you look at their record and you see that they're three and five on the season. You you definitely wonder how that could be. But I think a large part of it has been due to injuries. Guys like Michael Thomas haven't been there. Jarvis Landry hasn't been there. Uh, Alvin Kamara, he didn't score his first touchdowns of the season, I believe until last week. So, you know, he, this has been an offense that has kind of, and Alvin Kamara has missed some games this season too. So, you know, this, this has kind of just been a situation where I think that the Rams just haven't had all of their weapons at their disposal all at the same time. Um, And they've got some bad losses to be frank. I mean, it's some losses that the Saints, probably wish that they could go back and uh, 
have another opportunity to play. You look and they lost to a, to to uh, Carolina in Carolina week three. Lost that that loss to the Bucks doesn't look as good. No, and, it does not. Uh, you so know, that's two losses in your own division. Yeah, two losses in the division. Um, and then you know they've got some losses to teams like Arizona, Cincinnati, and Minnesota as well. Uh, so they haven't had the easiest schedule. I, I know the NFC is kind of a mess right now, um, but they did beat a team like Seattle that has shown that they can kind of beat anybody uh, depending on any given Sunday. So I think this is a Saints offense that the Ravens can't overlook. It's great that they'll have Roquan out there, big addition, Tyus, like you mentioned as well. Um, and I think that this defense has been playing well over the last three weeks to almost a month now. So, you know, they're trending in the right direction. It's going to be important, though, to not allow Alvin Kamar to kind of break this game open. Yep. He's, he's you know, a legit problem. Um, and I think he presents a different problem than maybe most other running backs in the NFL. He's He's so good in both the run game and the receiving game. And he's probably the toughest guy, toughest running back to bring down, I would say, after Derrick Henry. Yeah. He has incredible balance. Um, even when you think you got him, he finds a way to stay on his feet. And, he, you know, he could have a three, four touchdown game out of nowhere. So he's a guy that you look at the guys that we mentioned at the Ravens are getting Roquan and Tyus Bowser. Patrick Queen's kind of been playing more consistent as of late uh, than not. Um, I, I think that it's going to be important on those linebackers to make sure that they they do their job on on a guy like Alvin Kamara because, yeah, he he could be a real issue. And you wonder how much Taysom Hill we're going to see in this game. You know, he's kind of their wildcat when it yeah. comes to the uh, quarterback to the back of quarterback position. But he also plays tight end as well. So you know, anytime he's on the field, you have to be alert for where he's going. Um, Chris Olave, another one, you know, rookie receiver. He's he's kind of been the guy that's been able to be out there m most of the season while guys like Jarvis Landry and Michael Thomas have been hurt. Um, he, he can beat you as well. And he hasn't necessarily cemented himself as like one of the best receivers in the league. But for the Saints, he's been really good for them. Um, and he's been one of those guys that Andy Dalton – can kind of trust, especially on some of these down-the-field throws. So um, the Ravens know Andy Dalton really well. Uh, I don't think that there'll be a team that gets caught blindsided by him. I'm kind of still wondering how the Saints are okay with going with Andy Dalton over <laughs> Jameis Winston, even though Jameis, you know, even when Jameis is healthy out there, he hasn't necessarily shocked the world. You know, he he's been – Okay, at best. Just, but I thought just, that he was a guy that had trended up, like particularly last year before his knee injury. I thought that he was playing, you know, at a at a level that we thought that we'd see from Jameis. And then, you know, he came into the season and he was hurt. And it's crazy. It's like, how you know, how did you lose your job on your day off? <laughs> I mean, what happened? I, I feel like Jameis, the bar was so low for him coming into New Orleans. It was just like. To please don't throw 30 interceptions. Like, just, just, just throw 30 <laughs> interceptions and you'll have a chance to be here. 
Um, so he did cut down on the turnovers, but the I think with him, well, he cut, got that surgery. Don't forget, right? He no, he had the surgery this year, but they, they're saying he's back and he's healthy and he could play. But Dalton is the guy. I I don't. I, I think in the midst of Jameis trying to cut down on the turnovers, he also lost his aggressiveness. Um, and I think that that's a New Orleans offense that. They want to move, spread the ball around. They don't want it to be like Drew Brees' last year where it's just, you know, dink and dunk yeah. the entire time. And I think Jameis kind of – I don't – I'm not going to say he got into dink and dunk mode, but he really wasn't taking chances in fear that he would turn it over. Uh, whereas Andy Dalton, he's kind of found ways to be aggressive and not turn the ball over as much. Um, outside of that Cardinals game where he had, you know, the back-to-back pick sixes on Thursday night football. And yeah, it was just a mess for, yeah. the, for them in general against the Cardinals. But um, last week against the Raiders, flawless game uh, on both sides of the ball for them. Yep. You would imagine that they're going to look to kind of carry that over. Um, but like I said, this Ravens defense, all they have to do is kind of keep doing what they've been doing. I, I am intrigued about them. As a rush defense, they're, I think they're fifth in the NFL right now as rush defense. Um, but I also think that they have not faced a team that really is trying to go to the running back. And nowadays, it's, it's different now. Teams aren't just looking to involve the running backs in the run game. So it, it's, it's the total package. Can they? This is yet another receiving back and probably the best receiving back that they have faced this year that they're going to have to really keep their eye on um, is going to require guys like Kyle. And we have to even see, I mean, this is a new look defense. Now we, we have to see who's even going to be on the field anymore for the Ravens, you know, with Roquan and Ty is coming, this could possibly impact guys like Kyle Hamilton snaps guys like Adafi always snaps, you know, especially once a gets uh, on the field, it's, it's going to impact some of these guys, uh, playing time so I think we also got to pay attention to see who's actually getting on the field for the Ravens now because this defense is is totally new now in the in my eyes I, listen I don't care about any of that the snap stuff I'm just interested in who's going to be the best player out there and put him on the field and you don't have to put your pride aside the the one thing that is very important that this defense has to do is tackle because you already mentioned that um, Kamara is very hard to bring down he's a he's a strong powerful back uh, and, and he could do so many things but this team has struggled with tackling uh, and it has been a problem. And now it's gotten better over the weeks, but still something that I feel like it needs to be worked upon. And I just feel like this is a game that you have to find a way to make the tackles. And you have a guy like Roquan Smith, who it can be all over the field, can make the tackles, can um, cover perfect linebacker in this situation. And so what you really hope is that um, it allows Patrick Queen to be free to potentially worry about Kamara, but you got to tackle. You got to tackle. And that's what's going to be very important going into this game. You already mentioned um, Andy Dalton. That's probably why he's the continued starter because Andy Dalton, you know, comes from a system of having guys like AJ Green and, 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 and those other types of players, Tyler Boyd. So he's used to airing it out basically. Um, and so 
if you're tired of dinking and dunking and Jameis is playing safe because he doesn't, you know, mentally he doesn't want to throw interceptions, obviously. I mean, nobody wants to throw interceptions, right? But mentally, you know, he's it's probably in the back of his mind. Then you have to find – look, okay, that's not how we're going to win these football games. We got guys with talent. We have to push the ball down the field. And Andy Dalton does give you that in, in, in a more – accurate um perspective outside of the two pick sixes yes i know that that happened i'm just saying uh so i i, I understand why that they wanted to go stay with dalton it's unfortunate for james because i don't think that he deserved to like lose his job but if you want to push the ball down the field then i understand your logic and saying well this he's going to take the chances and we that's what we ha- we have guys that will allow you to do that take those types of chances i'm not really sure what's going to happen in terms of um if if, if jarvis landry is going to play if michael thomas is going to play because michael thomas is officially listed as questionable which mm-hmm. usually that means someone is going to play um if that's the case i mean man this is this could potentially be a long day for the raven secondary so it is very very important for them to get at Andy Dalton pretty much at all times, simply because if they have those guys back, it could be a long day for the secondary. No doubt. No doubt. And, you know, like I said, Monday night in New Orleans, they've got, they've got some guys that you definitely have to pay attention to. Yep. Um, I, I really want to see this linebacking unit against Kamar. I think that's the, I think that's the key matchup uh, really on that side of the ball is, Roquan Smith versus Alvin Kamar, uh, the leading tackler in the NFL against maybe the most one of the most uh, difficult running backs to tackle in the NFL. It's a perfect time to get Roquan. I think if you're the Ravens, because if it's not Roquan and it's still Josh Bynes and Patrick Queen and even still the addition of Tyus Bowser, that's a big test. Bowser's their best coverage linebacker. At least he was before Roquan uh, got to town. He, you know, he, he that would have been a big first game for him to come back to. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Got, like, his, his shot I mean, got stolen on. just a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> and it's a good thing to have. You know, we talked to Patrick Queen in the locker room the other day and just asked him about just how he feels about Roquan. And you know, Patrick Queen acknowledged that there are people out there that are going to try to make it seem like this Roquan joining his team is a bad thing for guys like him because they should be intimidated by talent or something like his job. uh, Like Patrick Queen should be in fear of his job. I don't, I don't think Patrick Queen should be in fear of his job. If anything, I think guys like Patrick Queen and Tyus Bowser are ecstatic because it takes a ton of pressure off of both of them. Um, I I think that this is going to allow them to kind of lock into them individually. It'll allow them to lock into what it is that they do best. This should make everybody's job easier from the, from uh, Bowser and and Queen to Mike McDonald. Uh, When it comes to scheming, he could kind of simplify things with, I I just, I just really think the addition of Roquan is so major um, that this Ravens defense is, I I really want to see what they look like Monday because I no longer know (laughs) what to expect from these guys, because I I just want to see who's now going to do what, what is each person's assignment now? Because we're used to seeing queen have to be the blitzer, have to be the guy that puts pressure on the quarterback, have to be the guy to cover guys in the middle of the field, have to be the guy to, 
you know, blow up the run plays if, on the blitz. So I, I just think that it's going to be different, especially for that second level and maybe for the for the uh, safeties, too. You know, it, it's going to change some of the things they have to do, because now when you got a guy like uh, like Bowser and like Roquan that are going to be able to be in coverage over that intermediate part of the field. Now you give your safeties a little more flexibility yep. in, in regards to what they can do. So I, I really just want to see how the how this domino effect uh, ends up changing this defense. We will find out on Monday night if the Ravens are ready for what the Saints are going to give them. It should be fun to see the addition of Bowser as well as the addition of Roquan Smith.